In the previous year, we discussed the case that comes up sometimes where someone forgot to do Hafrash's challah, and they realized on Shabbos itself that challah was not yet separated. And as we learned, one cannot separate challah on Shabbos because it's a mesake and you're fixing something like tikkun mana. So the halacha is in Chutz it's outside of Eretz Yisrael, since Hafrash's challah, Eino Ikram and Atara, the Hafrash's challah of Chutz has no source in the Torah. It's only we should not forget the laws, the concept of Hafrashas Chala. So the Gemara told us that a person is allowed to eat, go on your way, and just leave over a piece and do Hafrashah later on. So that was the Halacha found in Shulchan Aruch. Now there's a discussion in the Rishonim. Why is this true? If, in fact, there's a mitzvah of Afrashah's challah, even though it's only the Rabbanon, so usually it should have the same rules and regulations of the mitzvah Daraisa. Why do you have this special kula, the special leniency of Eichel, v'hoilech, v'archakach mafresh, and you could do Afrashah later on? So there are two ways to learn it. The first way, this is found in the Rash, on the Mishnayis, found in the Balhamar, some of the Achrenim, assume this is the halacha as well, and that is that although there's a concept of tevel when it comes to hafrashas chala, when it comes to trumas and maestras on a deraisa level, perhaps there was never an iser of tevel when it comes to chala and chutzlaretz. What that means is, the same way, let's say you have uh, someone shechts a oif or a chayo, the halacha is, it's a mitzvah of kisei adam, that one has to cover the blood, with dirt. Let's say you did not cover the blood with dirt. The, the shaykhit forgot to do kisi adam. The chicken is still kosher. You're still allowed to eat it. It's two different things. So perhaps when it comes to chala on a dirabana level, there's a mitzvah of chala in chutz la'aretz on a dirabana level. This mitzvah is only shalot tishtakach taras chala. But if you don't do it, you missed out on the mitzvah, but it doesn't ruin the dough, it doesn't ruin the bread. There is no tevel on chalas chutzlaretz. The haraya, the biggest proof is, you could eat and then just make sure you do afrasha at some point. How could I eat? If I'm eating something that's not yet, the afrasha was not yet done, then I'm eating tevel. So, l'chaira, it's a good argument that there's no isra of tevel when it comes to chalas chutzlaretz. That is found by some of the Rishonim. That's how they explain it. Other Rishonim explain that no, it's a regular application of the din of of, uh, of Yesh Brera, that something happens later on that shows that the entire time this was the challah. So, go back to our example, when someone eats his challah, eats his uh, Lecha Mishnah on Shabbos, and leaves over a piece to do Afrash later on. So, Matsoi Shabbos, when he separates, he or she separates that bit of challah as Afrash's challah, they are showing that the entire time this was really the challah, this is an application of Brera, on a Dirabana level, and that's how they explained it. But according to them, there would in fact be an Isser of Tevel, albeit Dirabanon, but there would be an Isser of Tevel prior to doing Hafrashah's Chala. So how are you allowed to eat it? You're eating it based on Brera, that later on I'm going to show which piece was in fact Chala all along. So one can, one can think about many uh, ramifications of this Chakira. Number one, what would the size of the Hafrashah have to be? Let's say you're separating challah after Shabbos. You ate your uh, seven challah rolls and large challahs, and now you're separating a little piece for Hafrashah's challah after Shabbos, and saying that this was my challah all along. So, on one hand, very good. On the other hand, 
I have a piece of challah that was part of my dough all along that was baked together with the rest of my dough. And shouldn't that aser my dough? That there would be bleus of challah. So Shami Shanim say, make sure, going back to a few years ago, make sure that little piece that you do have fascia on should be less than one hundredth of your overall dough, of your overall volume of challah, because if it's more than that, you just aser all your dough with bleus of challah. So that would be one nafkamina. But if you hold that there's no tether, it's just a mitzvah later on, so very good. There's a mitzvah later on to do it. There was never a, a, a piece of challah, a piece of hafrash, a piece of truma in my dough. That would be one uh, nafkamina. Another nafkamina would be bidiyevet. Let's say you go to someone's house and they tell you, very interesting, we forgot to do hafrash challah. We're going to do it on Shabbos. So you uncomfortably take your piece of challah, you eat, and you hope that they're going to do hafrash later on. What if they never get around to it? They totally forget. Someone ate all the challah. They never got. They never got around to it. So, if you learn that there's no tevel, so they lost out on their mitzvah. But you, as a guest, you didn't do anything. There's nothing on your uh, on your track sheet. There's nothing wrong that you did. They had the mitzvah. They didn't do it. Not my problem. So that would be another nafkamina. But if you hold that there is tevel, you ended up eating tevel. To Rabbanon, again, you were assuming you were relying on maybe an honest, you were relying on the, your, your host to do it. But uh, that would be another uh, another nafkamina. A, uh, a third nafkamina, as you can see, would be a commercial hashkacha. Let's say you're giving hashkacha on a commercial uh, facility. That It's a Jewish-owned bakery. They have bread. They uh, Everything is is uh, all parv, kosher. It just happens to be owned by a Jew. So now we have to figure out how to do our fresh challah. The question is, how serious is uh, our task here? If you hold that there's tevel, so we don't want everyone eating tevel, even though it's only the Rabbanon, we're giving hashkacha and it, we eat it. But if it's only a mitzvah on the owner, he has a mitzvah the Rabbanon to do it, so perhaps... There's less of a uh, of a concern, less of a seriousness when we deal with commercial hashkacha. And a fourth nafkamina is the one we mentioned earlier. What if you have company? You have a company that was never doing afrashas challah. Would there be blias on the kalim of tevel? If you hold there's tevel, yes, there'll be blias on the kalim. If you hold there's no such thing as tevel and chalas chutzarts, there would not be any blias because there was a mitzvah to do afrashas challah. He never did it. And that, those are four nafkaminas between, uh, or based on how you learn this Chakira. So, as mentioned, there's a Machlekes in the Rishonim. The Ramah gives strong indication in several places that he holds Lahachmir, that one, that there is a concept of Tevel in Chalas Chotz One of the indications he brings when you're being Matir Neder on, let's say you did Afrash and you put it back in, when you're being Matir Neder, he says you still have to have, make sure you still have a piece. They could do Afrasha again, subsequently. Seems like otherwise, if you didn't do it, then you ate Tevel Lamafreya. You were Mataneder, but you ate Tevel Lamafreya. There are other indications. Either way, that's the halacha, the halacha like the Ramah to Lahachmer that we hold. There is Tevel in Chalas Chutzlaretz. And therefore, if you go, we'll go through all our, all our uh, Nafkaminas before. For some reason, the size of the Afrash, the Ramah is not so concerned. He held that perhaps it could either be Makel, that it's Batal Baraiv, or the, the fact that the Gemara allows us the, the kula of Breira, of perhaps it doesn't ruin your, your, uh, your, the rest of your dough. But the other nafkaminas, the Dievid, person would be over in a commercial ashkacha. We have to be more careful. We're definitely feeding people Tevel if uh, a freshest challah was not done. And when it comes to our question of the baking sheets where you had a company as mentioned in the previous Tushirim, you have a company that was never doing Afrashas challah, and now they had Tevel dough 
on their baking sheets for many, many years, according to the Ramah, one would have to kasher it. So this question was raised to the, to the CRC Besden, that's where I work, several years ago, and the question was, do we have to kasher? So I just want to bring out that we're going to really review what we've learned in the past uh, 25 minutes, if you're following the podcast, and you'll see why we came up with a, with a good resolution. First of all, Many Rishonim learn that there is no Isr Tevel in Chalas Chutz Laaretz. And therefore, perhaps we could rely on these Rishonim, B'Shas and Chak, to tell a company after a kasher or reglaze 30,000 sheep hands, that would be considered a Shas Chak, a Hefzid. And therefore, perhaps we could be make with just with that, that there's no Isr Tevel on Chalas Chutz Laaretz. That would be uh, consideration number one. Consideration number two, we could say a svara. A svara would be that even though there might be this iser tevel de rabbanan, perhaps there's no iser of blias, because there's a there's a concept of oichav ahaylech va'achakach mafresh, as we saw in the Ramah, Perhaps there's no iser of blias on kalim. We could say these svaras. Perhaps a third heter would be. Everyone would agree to this that chalas chutz is not an iser minatayra and einlo ikir minatayra. And when it comes to the halachas of kashering, even though the dough was placed directly on the pan and baked, you would not need to do libun gomer. Again, this is a, a shear for a different time. We actually did this shear in Hilchas Pesach and Simon Tafnon Aleph and the Chayadam. We uh, we did this uh, about a year and a half ago, Pesach time, about kashering. So you would not need a full kashering. You would just need it to run the oven, you know, 400 degrees for an hour or so run the sheep pans, and perhaps you already have a kashering like that, and you wouldn't need such a serious kashering. A, uh, a fourth eitz it would be, maybe you could do hafrasha schala on the blias. Take, take a dough and say, hareza schala on all the blias that were in these kalim. Number one, it's chalas chutzlar, it's yeah, thousands of people have eaten this bread, so why? We can still do our frasha on the bleas that are remaining in the keli. Additionally, you don't need mukaf, as we learned yesterday, last uh, year. You do not need mukaf when it comes to chalas chutzlar, and that would be another eitza. Many can say you can't do hafrash on bleas. Bleas don't really exist. So then, what are you worried about in the first place? But let's assume bleas exist on a halacha level, but there's nothing, but, eh, nothing tangible, so perhaps you cannot do hafrasha. So that would be a, uh, a a fourth consideration. The fifth consideration, as mentioned previously, is the pans kasher on their own. Over the course of the of time, the the oven is hot enough to kasher the pans in a regular production. So perhaps you're getting a kashering anyways. And finally, this is what we, we ultimately relied on, is the chiddush of Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach. Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach in Mincha Shlema, he says that when it comes to chalas chutlaretz, we could rely on the following kula. In general... Let's say you had a treif grill. You bought a grill on Craigslist, a used grill from uh, Nebraska. You could assume the person used non-kosher meat, and it's treif. So let's say you cleaned it, you, you scrubbed it, you cl- made it clean. The problem is, there's an isser of belief. We learn out from Parshas Midian that one cannot cook in a keli that has non-kosher belief in it. But let's say you did. You forgot. You're, you're, the rabbi was supposed to come kosher. He said, I'll take care of it. You assumed he did. He, he never showed up. And you used, you used it to grill your chicken uh, on this uh, treif grill. The halacha is, if it was not used in the previous 24 hours for treif and the keli are clean, the halacha is, you are allowed to now eat that chicken. Can I go grill more chicken? No. There's an isra of that you cannot use a keli that's ain't a 
it's a gzeira that you might use it if it was ben yama. You'll lose track of time. You might even use a, a, a keli within 24 hours. So it's a gzeira de Rabbanon. Eina ben yama, atu ben yama. That I cannot use lechatchila eina ben yama keli because I might come to use it when it's a ben yama. So Shlomo Zamanorbach says like this. That's true, you know, by typical trefus. In our case, what are you going to tell someone? Don't use a keli. That's eina ben yama even though really it's mutter, don't use it because you might end up using a keli that's a ben yoimai. But when it comes to chalas chutzlaretz, I am allowed to use a, a ben yoimai keli on, let's say, for example, chala that was not yet, that afrasha was not yet done to it. Because when it comes to chalas chutzlaretz, so it could be the whole concept of ene ben yoimai, up to ben yoimai doesn't apply by Chalas Chutzlaretz. This is a little more complicated. It requires uh, contemplation to see if this really is a great answer. But either way, with these six or six uh, considerations, that maybe there's no Blias. Uh, many Rishonim hold there's no Tevel. It could be the Kashring worked on its own. It could be we could do Afrasha on the Blias. It could be that we have Afshalom Zaman and Orbach's Hetter, that once 24 hours have passed since the last Tevel used, there'll be no Isser. There's no Isser Dirabonon of Eina Binyam to Binyamai. With all these considerations put together, that is why we, uh, we did not uh, require koshering moving forward. So that's just an interesting application of the, of the uh, previous few shirim. But it gives us insight into the special kula, the special leniency of chalas chutzlaretz, that oichal v'hoilech v'achikach mafresh. Perhaps there's no tevel, perhaps there's no blias, perhaps there's no, uh, no need to kasher. So hopefully this was uh, enlightening. Mr. Shem will move on to the next topic in Simon Shin Chav Gimel. This topic will be what is the minimum shear of that, that require of dough that requires a freshest challah? So we'll talk about the five pounds. Depends on the flour. Depends on uh, the volume. So mir to be continued.